Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We can do anything we want. Look out for falling nickels. Because this is The Bob and Sherry Show with Bob and Sherry. Oh, boy. And now, from the palatial Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Oh, happy Wednesday, everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm a radio DJ. Happy hump day, everybody. We've got a big show for you coming up. We have a wild morons in the news today. Comedian Zarna Greg. We got the Bob and Sherry box office and some big news about late night TV. But something that I haven't mentioned to you guys, I've been, um, you know, I had such a whirlwind weekend out in um, the desert with my mom and my brother the two of us waking up under my mom's roof for the first time since I was 11 it was very emotionally intense and wow. very healing and we had a we had a really good time and I loved having all that time with my big bubba um, but something I, I didn't tell you guys and I meant to is the flight I think there was some kind of big car race in Vegas Formula One or Grand Prix or Mach 5 or something like that. You know I'm not a sports person. But the flights in and out of Vegas and the airport was insane, right? Really? Because of this race. So I'm coming, I'm, I'm at the airport on Sunday to fly home and I'm going to get home super duper late and all of the flights are oversold. American Airlines tried three different times to bump me from that flight. And I was like, I'm sorry, I, I can't go to work tomorrow. Find somebody else that doesn't you know, have a radio show to do. Like I cannot not be here tomorrow. So um, I'm sitting in the gate area and I, I got there way early because my brother's flight left an hour ahead of mine. And the gate agent um, makes the first announcement and it goes something like this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are flying American Airlines flight 2347, please be aware that the laboratories on the plane will not be operational until the plane reaches 16,000 feet. So you need to go now. Please get up and go to the bathroom now. So I, I'm sitting there and I was like, wow, I've never heard that before. Let me pause here. Have any of you ever heard that before? No, nope. uh, but okay. my mind is wanting, my imagination is running wild. Mine too, to mine too. Um, so I was like, well, that's, that's different. I've never, I fly a lot and I've never heard that before. So I'm sitting there and, you know, kind of just bopping around, looking at stuff on my phone. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, flight 2347, the laboratories will not be operational. You will not be able to go to the bathroom until we achieve 16,000 feet. That could take 20 minutes. That's going to be a problem for some of you who need to use the restroom frequently. Please go to the bathroom right now. There are restrooms in this terminal right behind Dunkin' Donuts. 
Okay. Five minutes later, uh, ladies and gentlemen, flight 2347, do you need to go to the bathroom? You need to go now before oh we God. board this plane because the plane laboratories will not be operational until we achieve 16,000 feet. Th these two gate agents, I think that they were having a laugh because by the time they started calling the group numbers to board, it was like your mom saying, uh, you better go to the bathroom before we go because I am not pulling this plane over and letting anyone out, right? I We were told to go to the bathroom so many times. People were looking at each other and like, well, I, I don't even have to. Let me go to the bathroom. We get on the plane. You know, everybody buckles in. The flight is wildly oversold. There's a passenger, a couple of seats behind me, having a full-on panic attack. I mean, flight attendants jogging down. This is before we took off. Jogging down the aisle of the plane to try to deal with this passenger. And it turned out her panic attack was for very legitimate reasons. But she was out of, she was out of, her, out of her body with panic and grief and anxiety. And, yeah, they, yeah. And, the, and other passengers were like, well, does she want to trade seats with me? Like people were so human and real and kind to try to help this woman. Her dad had died and she was trying to get home and she had just gotten the news and it was terrible, terrible, terrible. The flight attendants were so kind. Other passengers were so kind. Here comes the pilot. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is captain uh, so-and-so from the flight deck. Uh, perhaps you've heard that the wait for it. Airplane laboratories <laughs> will not be <laughs> operational until we reach 16,000 feet. <laughs> And uh, you will not be able to use them. There's something, and there's a pause. Because you can see the pilot is trying to figure out. There's a, there's a mechanism that will not be operational in the laboratories until we achieve 16,000 feet. And all I can think is, are the urban legends real? Do we just flush this stuff straight into the sky? And they don't want anybody doing that until we're at 16,000 feet? Like, what in the world is going on? So... The pilot is like, yeah, it'll take us about 20 minutes to, uh, you know, get up to altitude. Then you can use the laboratory. Um, but then, you know, when we begin our descent, we're going to uh, not be able to use the laboratories again. I thought, am I on Air Flomax? What in the <laughs> world? I have never spent so much time on an airplane discussing whether or not you could or could not pee and at what altitude and for how long. Sure enough, we get up in the air. It's real choppy. The pilot gets back on the line. He goes, sorry about the chop. That's just Vegas, everybody. Okay. So, wow. so we're flying, you know, and I'm in like, I'm two seats from the back. My poor, my poor girl with her dad and her panic attack is, is finally like, you know, kind of, I don't know what, maybe somebody gave her a Xanax or something. She's finally a little bit okay. Pilot comes back on. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we will begin making our descent. Um, you have five minutes. This is your five-minute warning to use the restroom. <laughs> it it, it is ever. like your mom's telling you what to do um, <laughs> just you before ever. you go on a trip. Yeah. But here, the guy that was sitting, and the and the plane is packed full of like people that have been having a wild time in Vegas, right? And me and my girl with the panic attack. And the guy sitting across from me looks at me and he goes, he goes, I... I don't even have to go, and I got to get up and go. And he buckles his seatbelt because yeah. of the power of yeah. suggestion, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, I want to thank my flight crew for taking such good care of that passenger. 
and for getting me home safely, whether I had to hold it in or not. Round of applause to American yeah. Airlines for 2347. I'm We've just I'm just glad the flight attendants didn't go through the uh, aisles going, who needs some water? Does anyone need water? We've, we've got some water. <laughs> we've got empty Gatorade bottles for anyone yeah, unable right. to use the lavatory. So yeah. you know what matters is we got home safely. We got morons in the right. news coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Well, you know, sometimes we kid some of the uh, folks we used to work with years ago, you know. But it's all in fun. And we're very, we're very lucky to have uh, some wonderful program directors that we work with all over the place now. Uh and they're all very talented, unlike the old station where they couldn't program a microwave. But but I digress. I want to talk about one of our great program directors, and they just a, a newspaper just did an article about him. He's Jack Daniel, and he is our program director in Charlotte. And he's hey, a fantastic Jack. guy. Yeah. And they did they did the story of Jack's life, his life story in this newspaper article. It's fantastic. And uh, a friend of ours, John Hancock, posted it on Facebook, and that's where that's where I saw it. So I said, I got to read this. And it goes through, you know, Jack's life and his career. And right at the top of the article, describing what Jack does right now as a program director, they said in the article, he works with notable radio personalities, Bob and Sherry. Shut up. Thought, We're notable. Yes. Notable. <laughs> no one has anybody ever called us notable before. I don't we think got so. called notorious once, but never notable. Wow. Notable. Yeah. So that can go down now. And uh, we got to get a hold of Tony and tell you him. You know that, what? Uh, you know what? Right now, Jack, Jack Daniels went. Wait a minute. How did this stop being about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack, it's so easy. It's the Bob and Sherry way. Yeah. Hey, hey Jack, pretty soon it's not going to be about her either. <laughs> Jack's like for like for a second there, I thought we were going to talk about my life and career, but suddenly suddenly we've gone completely no, no. into a ditch. No, so what no, did you, not at all. Tell, tell us, um, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Somebody sent it to me. I was going to read it after we finished today. Tell uh-huh. me some notable things about Jack. Or, or wait, did you not get past that first part when it said he works with us? I'm saving it for later uh, to read later on. <laughs> He's had a really long and amazing career. That's for he did. sure. And, and is he's he's having a fantastic career <laughs> even as we speak, and I'm sure I am sure that that's in the article that uh, included notable radio personalities, Bob and Sherry. Well, you know what, Bob? Something this good you want to savor. You don't want to read it all. At oh yes, once. you do. Right, right, right. And I, you know, I said to myself, I know pretty much. You know what there is to know about Jack. I've known him for many years, yeah. so blah blah. You know, blah, I need yeah. to yeah. move along, and uh, <laughs> you know. Hey, there's not but 24 hours in the day. Am I right? You there can't you go. spend all there day you go. on one thing. You, you you can't. You cannot do that. But uh, I, I I thought about that, and I think that's the first time we've ever been <laughs> considered notable. Which notable. you know this, you know, better late than never is what I'm thinking, right? 
Did they ever win a Marconi Award? No, they never no. did. But no, no, they were being, notable. Being nominated is notable. That's noteworthy. It's not a win, but it's noteworthy. Uh, hey, I Bob. Th- the yeah. first three letters in notable spell not, and we've had a lot of that. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I hear about the Jack- word nominated, I start breaking out, you know, <laughs> in, in hives. hives. Well, more about Jack's life and career when we finish the article. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more on in the news is next. It's the notable Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Let's go! Harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron! It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. I have had so many Moron in the News stories that involve the police chasing some jackass recently. I don't know what it is. Is there a new Fast and Furious movie that is out or something <laughs> that gives inspiration to these idiots? The first one that I have here is, uh, of course, a Florida man. He decided to lead police on a high-speed motorcycle chase in the early hours of Sunday morning. He got up to, they say, you know, like uh, 90 to 100 miles an hour. Uh, and then the police started chasing him, and he thought that he could shake them. But they did the handoff. You know, one cop would say, all right, he's going over here. And another police car would pick it up. So they were right on this guy. And one of the things they noticed, because they're checking through, through, it's dark, but they've got their high beams on. They're checking his license plate. And do you know what his license plate was? I'm afraid. McLovin. McLovin. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. Now, it was a fake plate. He didn't have a real plate, <laughs> but he he bought a plate that said McLovin. And eventually they uh, they pinned him in and he had to stop. And he starts to get off the motorcycle, McLovin does. And he pulls something on one of the gears, I guess. And the motorcycle falls over on this idiot and breaks his ankle. So he is then carted to to jail where he is right now <laughs> with a broken ankle. Oh. Sir. McLovin. McLovin. <laughs> McLovin, not McLovin it, I think. Right. Today's moron of the day um, has sinned against one of my favorite places. I love Target. I'm sorry, I just do. I like Target so much that if I'm, feeling, if I'm having a day where I'm feeling kind of sad or low energy and we need milk, I go to Target to get it instead of the grocery store. Because, you know, you like to just walk through the Target, have a look at the toy section, cruise the lip gloss. It's bright. It's clean. It's Target. Deshaun Brown, who is 25 years old, which is old enough to know better, went into a Target a few blocks from his house in Iowa City and was caught on store camera being so excited about Target that he couldn't keep his hands off himself. You oh, following dear. me? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know that Target says to expect more, but Deshaun, this was not what they wanted you to expect more of. Expect more quality while you're paying less for it. And their other slogan is what? Target run and done. We also didn't mean to do that and get done with that. Right. His explanation. And and those those are big red balls outside of the Target, by the way. Very big and very red. Deshaun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so his explanation to the law dogs for this behavior said, oh, that wasn't me. That was just something I carry in my pants. What? <laughs> it's, it has its own social security number. I mean, that's a first. I tell you, guys are amazing, aren't they? I mean, we just absolutely are but, amazing. But then what I love is the police said, uh, we, we zoomed in on the video, and uh, Deshaun, that, that is in fact you. That is you, yeah. That is you that you're um, you and know, little walking Sean. around yeah. Target with, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. so he's busted, and his uh, mugshot is pretty much what you'd expect, the facial expression you'd expect when you've been mm-hmm. caught doing that at the Target. Mm-hmm. And we'll get that up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. That. that is Morons yeah. in the News. Coming mm-hmm. up, we have a really funny comedian for you, Zarna Gregg. Um, and also have the Bob and Sherry box office with some big news about late night TV. And Bob found some very interesting inventions online. He, t- he won't give me a hint, but he says he's almost excited about these as Deshaun was about his trip to Target. It's all coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I think this is really cool and exciting news. For literal centuries, um, we have believed that a starfish doesn't have a head, right? I mean, your whole Mm -hmm. life. Have you ever seen a starfish's head or a starfish a face, right? No. So we finally have the science and the ability to map the starfish genome. And it turns out that not not only does a starfish have a head, they have a bunch of heads. I want you to picture a starfish on the beach. Each arm of the starfish has a head on the end of it and the very center of the starfish is also a head this is brand new information it took us centuries to know that the starfish has multiple heads think about isn't that amazing so when you the next time you're at the beach and you pick one up or maybe don't pick it up. Maybe just kind of bend down and have a good look at it. Um, you are looking at a head on the end of each arm and a head in the center. Mm. Yup, here we go. And they said, Patrick. Super weird. Patrick has a head, so I agree. Now here's what they're trying to figure out. Does each starfish head have an independently operating brain. I want you to think about that. Yeah. You know, I think an octopus has has a brain in each of uh, its tentacles. Didn't we talk about that not long ago? The octopus is one of the yeah. most yeah. wondrous and strange creatures in this world. It so is. now we're going to look. All the textbooks say that starfish have very simple nervous systems and they don't really have a brain. Eh, wrong. They have multiple heads, multi- possibly multiple brains. And now we're going to find out how those work. Oh, I hope that the world doesn't blow up before we get that news. Because that is super duper cool. That's very cool. All right, coming yeah. up. Coming up, we got comedian Zarna Gray. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. So I got my copy of the magazine in the mail with Matthew Perry on the cover. And I just have to tell you, it's one of these things where... 
every time the news rolls across my screen, um, Matthew Perry laid to rest, Matthew Perry um, bequeaths this, I still can't believe that Matthew Perry is gone. Like it was such a shock and so unexpected. And I was reading, listen to this, I was reading that there was supposed to be a plot line in Friends where um, Chandler Bing would cheat on Monica. So here's how it was supposed to go. Um, In an episode called The One in Vegas Part One, um, Chandler was supposed to cheat on Monica during a trip to Las Vegas. And an actress who was hired to pay a hotel worker to bring room service to Chandler's room after he has this huge fight with Monica, um, they were going to end up hooking up. So here's what she said. She said, Chandler and Monica are arguing in Vegas about Monica having lunch with her ex-boyfriend, Richard. And Chandler goes up to the hotel room and he's all mad and his feelings are hurt and he orders room service. And here comes this like super hot hotel employee who brings the room service and they end up talking and connecting and laughing and Chandler cheats on Monica. Well, Matthew Perry was so uncomfortable with this that he went to the writers and he said, I I don't think so. And they had apparently had even rehearsed it and had gone all the way up to the point where they were going to shoot it in front of the live audience. And that's when Matthew Perry went to the writers and said, I can't, I can't do this. The more I think about it, the more I realize fans would never forgive Chandler for cheating on Monica. Ever. That's right. I don't want right. to do this. And mm-hmm. the writers, he pushed and pushed and pushed. And the writers agreed. And the cheating scene was cut out of the script. But the actress, you know, my guess, hired, my guess is the writers did not agree. The writers wanted to because uh, they're writers. They wanted to do something that was a little bit on the shocking side, something that was uh, out of left field. And I bet to the end they were trying to get that uh, particular oh, episode done. But I it, think he probably had such power. Those, those six people had a lot of power with that show once it became number one. I think he probably just overrode them and said, I'm not doing it. It went right down to the moment they were going to shoot it in front of the audience. And he finally, he finally got his way and it was cut. But the actress that had been cast to play that part, um, Mm -hmm. he didn't want her to not get the job. And, Mm -hmm. and the producers of friends were like, Oh man, this is unfortunate. So what they did was they cast her in a different scene. She played a flight attendant in a scene with um, Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. And yeah. she, when she told this story, the actress's name is Lisa Cash. When she told this story, she said, Matthew Perry could not have been more welcoming or more kind. Oh, and um, it, it worked out the way it worked out. So that's just one of those little, all these years later, I mean, this was back in 1999. And this story has only just now come out. And I agree with you, Bob. He was right to have the scene changed. And he had that much power to be able to get because it Because you can never go back in the, in the uh, mind of the audience, especially the audience that's really bought in, loves this show, is, is going to see the tour of the couch after it was over. You know, I mean, people that are just so into it, they never would have forgiven that. You know what they could have done? I don't know why they didn't do this. Um, they could have kept that scene and walked it right up to the moment where he makes the decision and you hear the crack of a, a mini bottle. And then he backs off and says, I can't do this. 
I mean, that's been done in movies and in TV shows before. I wonder why they didn't do that. That way, he 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 shows how upset he is. He 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 shows how annoyed he is with the boyfriend, with her, you know, for lunch, but does not cross the line. Apparently, he felt like Chandler was so in love with Monica that it would he would never have even considered it, and he felt like the fans. Wouldn't yeah. wouldn't forgive him for even toying with the idea. Oh, okay. Interesting, yeah. right? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, once again, I'm I just continue to be in like a fog of what happened. Do you know what other thing Nathan I learned? Um, and I guess this is in his book. Bob talked about this that they all that the, the, the all of them together uh, made sure that they uh, did their contract negotiations. It didn't start like that. David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston were so popular for one season, they made more than the other ones. And David David Schwimmer was the one who came forward and said, you know what? We're going to need to do this all together. So David Schwimmer had the possibility of getting himself less money in order to make this happen. But one of the things that Matthew Perry said about it is he said, not only was it a gracious thing to do, it was the smartest business, uh, excuse me, business decision for all of them to do it that way. So that's a neat little behind the scenes. And I think it speaks to why they're so close together um, afterwards. Wow. Heartbreaking for all of them and um, the fans of the show. We're going to pause here, but I'm, I'm getting some DMs. Lamar had an early, early appointment this morning that he couldn't move. He'll be joining us any minute now. It's Bob all and right. Sherry. True. Weird stuff. A man checked into the hotel president in Kansas City, Missouri on January 2nd, 1935. Days later, he was found in his hotel room, beaten and stabbed, blood all over the walls. Detectives embarked on solving the mystery of the terrible events in room 1046. True. Weird stuff. New episodes drop every Friday everywhere you get your podcasts. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. I saw a commercial on TV last night that I want to talk about for a minute. And in order to uh, really do it right, it's got to be set up. Um, the commercial starred Scott Disick. And <laughs> we've, we've kidded about Scott Disick over the years. For, for people who don't follow this sort of celebrity can you explain basically what is the um image the aura the reason so, that scott disick is a famous person scott disick and courtney kardashian had a longtime relationship that resulted in two beautiful children they never married scott disick the reason we call him lord disick is because he bought himself an aristocratic title on the internet so that he could be lord disick <laughs> What you don't know about Scott Disick is is that he is the only child of incredibly wealthy parents. The only child of incredible wealth and privilege. His parents died back in 2014. He inherited the entire family fortune. By the time he was 18, he'd already been arrested a couple of times for drunken DUI and whatnot. But he hasn't been arrested since, which is a shock considering he commits crimes against good taste and decency every waking <laughs> minute of his life, right? Um, he, he, he grew up so privileged and so wealthy like um, at a private school in the Hamptons. And he decided that 
high school diploma, that was for the little people. That was for the poors. He didn't even bother to graduate. He just bolted. He just took off when he had had enough of high school and um, was cruising around the world spending his parents' money. He collects very um, expensive, fancy cars. He collects really expensive watches. Like, I don't even know how many watches the guy has. His grooming routine would blow your mind. He he gets up early, like 10 a.m. You know, that's crack of 10 a.m. He right. spends about a half an hour in the shower. He has an entire regimen of face creams and body washes. Then, of course, he has his wardrobe. And then, you know, he goes to work. And go ahead and make the quotey things with your fingers when you say he goes to work. Because, you know, he's Lord Disick. Um, he has made a number of public proclamations over the years. Like, he thinks it's tacky to wear underwear if you're wearing a suit. So if you ever see Lord Disick dressed up, you'll know that he's commando um, underneath okay. that. He cheated right. on Courtney Kardashian a bunch of times. Now, he's got a bunch of little businesses on the side. He's selling um, a treatment for male menopause. And apparently, Bob, he's selling some sort of product, that, like a aroma diffuser product. Well, that's what I want to talk about. Um, that's what it is. There's a company called Hotel Collection, and they've hired Lord Disick to be their spokesperson. And the commercial opens up with a wide shot. Uh, supposedly inside uh, one of his homes. And it's one of those California houses that is so big. And you can see there are no doors out the back because it's Southern California, right? And it looks out probably on a pool. You can't really see it. But uh, the, the furniture is long and flowing and beautiful. I mean, the house is this incredible marvel. And he says, hello, I'm Scott Disick. How do I keep my home smelling the way I want it? I use hotel collection scents and he talks about the scents and you can see the little diffuser. It's actually a pretty big one kind of going up in the air. And he's talking about the different scents. He likes lavender or he likes, you know, a rosemary or, or whatever it is. And I'm watching this and I'm going, why would you pick this guy to sell smells? Because <laughs> I only associate one smell with him. <laughs> and I don't think you're going to be And it's springtime fresh. Yeah, um, right. I'm, I'm surprised that they picked him too, except he is somebody that you hate watch. Like you, you're like, I, oh my yeah. God, I cannot abide. I cannot abide Scott Disick. And then you're flipping channels and there he is. And you're like, oh, I hate this dude. And 20 minutes have gone by before you change the channel. He's that guy. That may be it. And, you know, here I am talking about it, so it's stuck yep. in my mind. So they, I'm sure they did some research. When I looked at it, I said, why not have a, you know, a real Kardashian? You know, it looks like their house. It's something that, you know, the Kardashians would be hawking. You know, I don't know how they miss this one. They sell everything else. Um, but they chose him, and I think you're right. I think it's just as douchey a guy as he is, it's memorable. It's memorable, and it must, in some way, click with some people. So, what is the like? Why is it? It must be really expensive because that's the other thing. Scott Disick is not going to sell Glade plug-in air fresheners. No, he's going to no, or, or he's anything sell, at Target. 
Yeah, he's going to sell something that is basically a Glade plug-in air freshener, but no. for fifteen times the price, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So um, exactly. let me. I'm going to. So you don't know how. Let me Google this. You don't know how much this um hotel collection. I don't is that think, what you said it was called. Yeah, I don't air think diffuser. they said how much the product was. I'm about to find to out. Purchase. Uh, hotel expensive. collection. Oh, it. Oh, it is. Isn't how much? It? How much? Well, it's on sale right now for one hundred and sixty-seven ninety-seven. <laughs> hey, Sherry, I found it really cheap for one hundred and sixty-two fifty. So, oh, listen, let me read the description. Now you can make your home smell just like your favorite five-star hotel. Meet the perfect standalone diffuser, which harnesses the power of scent and fills your space with an even beautiful, healthy fragrance. That's assuming you have a favorite five-star hotel. You, hotel you collection. And I need one that you, smells like La Quinta. So the days we're, in. Do we have yeah. a days in, which yeah. smells vaguely like disinfected? <laughs> right. And right. continental breakfast. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my gracious! So anyway, we've got everyone again. needs a laugh next with comedian Zarna Greg. Oh. The, the Hotel Collection scent diffuser preserves the therapeutic properties of fragrance oils without altering their smell. Nothing but the what best. What does that mean? For Lord Scott Disick. Nothing right. but the best. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters. So make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It's that time. Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Zarna Gregg. Did you guys know that in this country, the parents don't get to decide what the kid's going to study? <laughs> you all knew this? I really thought when my kid goes to college, I will call the college up. And I will say, Kamsai 1, Kamsai 2, go. <laughs> she wants to have some fun. I understand that. Give her one class in chemistry. <laughs> it does not work that way. They're so rude, they hang up on me. <laughs> so I had to call my kid and ask her. I was like, what are you enrolled in? What are you studying? Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> Ceramics. $80,000 to learn how to make clay pots. Do you know who else makes clay pots? Villagers in India. Because they have nothing else to do. My kid is in Palo Alto, the epicenter of technology, making clay pots. Why am I being punished, Ganesh? Do you know how bad something has to be when the nice white guy in the audience is like, oh no? And now I have an update on this situation and you guys are gonna think I'm making it up. I'm not, I'm telling you the truth. I just found out that she's required to take a class in wellness. <laughs> so she's enrolled in meditation. <laughs> which costs extra. <laughs> While she's meditating, I'm gonna go have a stroke. <laughs> I mean, I'm an image 
migrant parent in America, it's hard for me to raise my kids here. I'll tell you why. Because here, people like to do dangerous things just for fun. <laughs> just for the thrill of it, they like to go sliding down mountains, fall out of airplanes, dive into oceans, just for the thrill of it. Back home, when I wanted to experience the thrill, I drank tap water. <laughs> My son wants to go bungee jumping. Could you imagine? My son, my daughter, whatever. <laughs> and I said, no, you can't go. And he goes, why not? My friend Scott went. Scott. He put a photo on Instagram. I said, Scott should go bungee jumping. Scott has a B in math. He has nowhere to go but up. You want to put a photo on Instagram, take a picture of your GPA. And you know the other thing that has us immigrant parents really confused is this modern parenting trend in America right now. People trying to be friends with their kids. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right? I know brown people are like, what? <laughs> no, it's a thing, it's a thing here. There are parents in this country right now telling their kids, don't worry about your grades. Don't worry about your job. You be happy. If you are happy, we are happy. <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. Who's heard that song? You've heard that song? That would never be an Indian song. She is the most wonderful her. comedian that I have heard yeah. in a long time. What a great, great. set. Zarna Greg. And we're going to post that up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. We get so many things that cross our desks here that we want to talk about on the air. And some of them, you know, you look at it, it's a study of this or a study of that. And you say, nah, eating almonds is going to prolong my life. I don't know about that. But this one really jumped out at me. I tried it and it did work. I've only tried it once or twice. If you've ever had trouble falling asleep at night and you try to, you know, think of something in your mind, waterfalls or you're listening extra hard to the sleep machine or whatever it may be, this uh, sleep researcher said, no, try this. Think of different items, places, things that are not related. So you say in the back of your mind, okay, shoes, doors, Grass, cars, buses, cousins, the color red. After a little while, because they don't connect into anything that is a semblance of worry or distraction, you start to fall asleep because they all don't work together. And your brain finally says, 
This is going nowhere. We're done for the night. Unless you have anxiety like I do, and I'm lying there in bed and I go, shoes, door, bus, the color red, and my brain goes, hey, I remember that time you were getting on the SEPTA bus on Walnut Street and your shoe got caught in the bus door? You, and you, you can't tripped do that. You, you and cannot And face planted allow. in the aisle of the bus and your face was really red. Remember that time? You, yeah, that we're trying to get away from that. We're trying <laughs> to get away from that. But I, I used it and it worked pretty good. And I don't know if I just got lucky or, or not, but it makes sense to me. It just That's it just plain makes sense. I don't want to make you, you mad, Bob, but but when yeah. I think bus, I just go straight to sleep. <laughs> I don't even have You're to come lucky. up with a second You're word. You're lucky. You're right. <laughs> You're very, very lucky. So good luck, folks. Try that one. It's Bob and Jerry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Talk back time if you have our app, which is free in Google Play and the Apple Store. Um, and you can listen to the show and all of our podcasts and text studio and all kinds of cool stuff with the app. There's also a little cartoon microphone at the bottom. And if you tap it and talk, the app will get your words flying through the air and heading to us. Or you can call on the phone like people used to do at 844-52-SHERI. Hi, my name is Jody. I was listening to you. About the grub, about the um, Grubhub driver, the question I've got: When he did that, why is he carrying around in a cup? Usually, if you do that, you go and dump it out as soon as the bus change. You don't carry around in your cup. Call afterwards, there. You know, so that's a that's a big question right there. About- Lamar, over to you. <laughs> what was in the cup? And, but can I say, Thanks, and Beth. I mean this, I mean this as a compliment. I loved his accent and voice, and I was getting a very foghorn leghorn situation out of it that I liked. Lamar, what was in the cup? I think it was a spit cup, okay? So that would be tobacco. When you chew tobacco, you got two choices. You either spit it or you swallow it. 98% of the people spit it. Some people swallow it, but... Most people spit it. And his whole point is you don't keep that cup in your car the whole time. You need to empty that cup because you just don't want that hanging around, you know, but it's, yeah, you got to have yeah. the cup. You got to have the cup. Yeah. I like, I like um, that you have to point out that you don't want a cup of nasty tobacco spit juice hanging around. Ah. What was, what, what, what were we, t- I don't remember talking about, what was it? A grub hub? It was hard. It was hard to understand because over the phone. Was it a Grubhub guy that had a spit cup? And I guess he he gave it to some people that he was delivering food to. Do you remember doing that story? I don't. I don't remember the story. Um, You know, I think I I would love for him to call. I would love for him to call back and explain it because I love I love his accent. Yeah, I I think that the story doesn't matter so much as the important lifestyle advice Lamar just gave you, which (laughs) is. Every now and again, go ahead and get that spit cup emptied out. Maybe even replace it with a fresh one. How often would you say, Lamar? You need to give it a good rinse at least once a week. A really good yeah, rinse there you at go. least once a week. This, there this you sounds go. like the voice of experience here a little bit. No, no, no. no? no I, I, I cannot. No, my brother chewed tobacco. Oh, yeah, he chewed uh-huh. tobacco. Uh-huh. But I, my dad chewed tobacco. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. 
I did it. I did it one time. I did. This is way when I was just starting out in radio and a guy called up with an accent like that. And I invite we were talking about um, different types of food and chewing tobacco. And I said, I would never do that. He said, well, don't don't knock until you tried it. So I invited him to come over the next night and he brought his chewing tobacco and a spit cup. And I said, all right, here we go. And I tried. I almost threw up just with it in my mouth. The idea that there are 2% of the chewers out there that actually swallow it, I I want to meet them. Here's why I'm against tobacco, okay? When I was a kid growing up, my goal was one day to meet a girl, then she would kiss me, okay? When I was a kid, I thought one day when I grow up, somebody will kiss me. The odds are not good for me. Me and my double knee jeans and my chubby husky, whatever. But odds are not good, but I don't want to hurt the odds by putting something in my mouth that nobody would want nothing to do with. I think I just don't understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So very, I'm trying my best smart. to kiss a girl, and I'm not going to do nothing. It's going to, I'm, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. So you know I, what, I gave Lamar? Up this is uh, this is what the expression "God helps those who help themselves" is all about. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You were doing your best to work with what you had. Um, I think we have another message. I want to turn on my emotional support daughter, Sherry. And when I realized I never messaged you about Bob and his mouths. Also, hi. Love you guys. Hi. Um, Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. My kids did not. I have two kids with one's baby. That's two buckets of Halloween candy. We didn't get any mounds or any almond joy. What is that? Those are my favorite. I agree with you, Bob. Uh, I'm one of those people that's like, eh, it either has to be mounds or almond joy. No, they're both delicious. They're both chocolate. They're both coconut. You add in the almonds with the almond joy, and it, it's a protein. It cancels out like PEMDAS. It's a healthy candy to eat. Man. Are they just gone? Do people people really don't like those? <laughs> okay. Uh gotta go turn on my emotional support Bobby Sherry and go to bed. Um love you guys. Think you're awesome. Thanks. Bye. Okay, I'm listen, listen. The show the when she's tied up in the trunk. She's in the trunk. She's managed to get her phone out, and she dialed us by mistake. (laughs) She doesn't want the kidnappers to hear her. And somewhere along the line, she's trying to throw them off by talking about Almond Joys. Because I did hear her talk about Almond Joys. I did hear that. That's a code for call the police. Call the police. She was supporting me because I think before Thanksgiving, I was talking about how much I like mounds. And and mounds are kind of... uh, not as popular as they used Listen, to be. Listen, y'all, that I'm in such a PTSD cold sweat. That is what every conversation with my firstborn is like late at night when I'm tired and she calls me on her way home from work. I can't understand 75% of it. And then an hour or two after we hang up, I'm like, all right, I love you. Okay, I love you. Be careful. Text me when you're home. Hour or two later, mom, were you able to transfer the money that I asked for? What money? I, do, I didn't understand a word you said. There was something about almond, almond joy and Bob was right. And you need $150. Yeah. Why is it that they sound that? They hate to, kids that age hate talking on the phone. They make my daughter, no effort whatsoever. 
My daughter, um, you know how more, the actress Morgan Fairchild never smiled because she didn't yeah. want to get wrinkles? My daughter speaks without moving her face for the same reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. We want to recognize teachers who are working tirelessly to motivate and educate their students. Nominate a teacher to win a Florida vacation by going to the contest tab at bobandsherry.com. We'll pick one weekly qualifier to win Bob and Sherry swag, and they're entered to win the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, with round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Show your appreciation for a deserving teacher. Nominate them at bobandsherry.com. I went to get some more coffee and I'm standing there waiting for the little machine to make it. And Kevin um, went to the store, I guess, yesterday and brought home. You know, when Kevin goes grocery shopping, he gets all of the important staples that a family needs for nutrition. Pickle flavored potato chips, Tostitos uh, salsa, um, powdered sugar donuts. And in this case, a bag of brownie brittle. Now, you wouldn't like brownie brittle, Bob, because you don't like brownies. But brownie right. brittle is basically like only it's like a wafer thin slab of extremely intense um, chocolatey goodness. It tastes just like a brownie, but it's crunchy. So I'm standing there um, staring at this bag of brownie brittle. And on the bag, it says the chocolate indulgence you'll feel good about. And I had a realization in that moment. Um, I've never felt bad about chocolate. It's myself I hate. Chocolate, as far as I'm concerned, is flawless. Like when I haven't, like when I eat a bag of brownie brittle, I don't go, oh, feel good about this brownie brittle. The brownie brittle is fine. It's me that I hate. That advertising line makes me crazy. The blah, 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 you'll feel good about. Yeah, it's brilliant when you step back because most people, you know, have guilt about eating something that sweet like that. When I when I when you just said brownie brittle, it just sounded like uh, a hip hop producer to me. You know, like bad. It's bunny. a good name for one. <laughs> brownie yeah, brittle. Wouldn't that be a great one. name? Yeah. Yeah. We were at Costco um, and um, they had a bag of something called snacking chocolate. Now, I don't know what y'all do with your chocolate. It's been a minute since I've put mine in a bottle of Massengill and went to town with it. But all chocolate is snacking chocolate, isn't it? Like, what what else is there to do with chocolate? Yeah, that's true. Well, that that implies that implies that it's just a little snack. You know, it's a little a little small thing. It doesn't really count. It's the indulgence you'll feel good about. There's a person who makes an incredible living on on Madison Avenue in New York City. And if you've uh, ever watched Mad Men, there's there was that one guy who was the writer. Right. He just did the scripts. It might be one line, but he was the guy that came up with that one line for the product. There's somebody who's coming up with that one line and they analyze it. and They go, yeah, let, let put in snacking. I think you should put in snacking. That makes it sound like less of an indulgence it's just a little quick thing well and and there you'll notice that when you think about um snacking chocolate suddenly you're not thinking about candy anymore are you yeah exactly exactly now now suddenly it's a food 
instead of candy, which we associate with another word, and that word is junk. And I'm I'm looking at this, and because it's Costco, it's a five pound bag, of course, of snack. Right, chocolate, a lot of like, lot of snacking, whole lot of snacking going on. <laughs> and I'm standing there, because because Kev was looking at something else. I'm standing there staring at the bag of snacking chocolate, and I thought, this really is this is absolutely brilliant marketing, because mm-hmm. you think to yourself as you're looking at it, and it's dark chocolate, and it says on the bag. Dark chocolate for packed with antioxidants for health. Right. And I'm like, right. oh my God, if I leave this Costco without this three pound bag of antioxidant <laughs> snacking chocolate. You could die. Yeah. You yeah could die. Am I going to make it till tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is amazing. I'm not saying that stuff is that the advertising people are liars. I'm not. I mean, they're, they're, they're manipulating to sell probably a pretty good product, but it is amazing what American advertising over the years has done. Do you remember that ad that we were talking about? Uh, I think it was for 7-Up, the uh, the soft drink 7-Up. And there was literally a baby slugging a 7-Up. And the copy was something like, is your toddler listless at school? (laughs) (laughs) Get your... Make sure that he gets enough seven up when you drop him off. I mean, come on. It's so crazy. Because listen, folks, everyone knows you don't give a toddler seven up. You give them snacking chocolate, okay? That's snacking how you keep chocolate, their energy right. <laughs> It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe it's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this. I don't know that every kid in America had a pet goldfish at some point, um, but a lot of you did. And I don't know that every carnival and fair in America gives away goldfishes as a prize, but I know a lot of them do. I can remember being teeny tiny and going to the Jersey Shore with my aunts and grandmothers, and that's what you would win. Yes. You would win a little goldfish in a baggie. Have you ever stopped to wonder, what the what? Why do we do that? It's fascinating. So goldfish, you have to go all the way back to the Tang Dynasty in China when goldfish, it's their kind of a carp. And they were bred as a food fish. But as they were breeding these fish, because typically carp are kind of drab and not all that exciting looking, but as they were breeding these fish to, to make them more delicious, over time, there began to be all these strange mutations in their color. And instead of these drab grayish green fish, you started getting these vibrant golden and yellow and orange fish. And that was, that was a pretty big deal. It didn't take long. It was by the ninth century that people were like, take a look at these beautiful fish these must have been given to us by the creator. And for the longest time, goldfish um, were tended to by Buddhist monks in China. And mm. the more they made them beautiful and golden, the more treasured and precious they were. Well, eventually, those little beautiful golden fish made it out of Ch- China and then to Japan and then eventually to Europe. And every place they went, they were introduced not as food fish, but as um, ornamental fish, like these are these fish are so beautiful, 
we just have to look at them. We shouldn't be eating them. And no one's 100% sure when they made their way to America. But we know that in the 1800s, we started finding articles in newspapers and magazines about goldfish, right? But that's not what turned them into iconic pets. This is absolutely amazing. Check this out. In 1878, the United States Commission on Fisheries received a big, beautiful, vibrant goldfish as a gift from the Japanese government. Hmm. So like, you know, we're going to, as a show of our friendship, we're going to give you this fish. And so it was spectacular. And so the U.S. fisheries began breeding them in a pond in Washington, D.C. But the Mm -hmm. Commission on Fisheries was a brand new government agency and they wanted people to support it. They wanted American citizens to be excited about it. So they came up with an idea. If you would send, if you lived in Washington, D.C., and you would send a letter to Congress and ask for a goldfish, they would send you a goldfish in a bowl at no charge. This took off and was so popular that the Commission on Fisheries gave away 20,000 goldfish a year until the promotion ended sometime right in the late 1890s. The government was like a radio station. Yeah, seriously, that's what made... This that that giving you write a letter to Congress and Congress mm-hmm. sends you a fish in a bowl. I, listen, wow. if you write a letter to Congress today, one of them will show up in y- at your house and kick your face. So do not right. I do not recommend it. But back then you could get a goldfish in a bowl. So that became like a thing. Like people wanted a goldfish in a bowl. That's how they became a giveaway at fairs and carnivals. And soon, and soon enough, they ended up in pet stores where you could buy the goldfish. And they're not this low-maintenance thing that just swims around in a bowl. If they have a big enough, I don't know if you know this, if that little goldfish that you want at the state fair has a big enough tank, mm-hmm. it can get up to two feet long. Is that right? My, and, I, uh, and I, go ahead. My grandchildren have uh, a goldfish now. As a matter of fact, two of them. Mary got them and got the tank without telling Landon, and I was going, I don't know how this is going to go over, really. But they brought it home, and those two kids were so enamored. I think they named him something like Gary, you know, just like a regular name. But every morning, they get up and have their breakfast staring at the goldfish, and it keeps them totally quiet. It's the classic first pet for American children. Here's the deal, though. They need a bowl of dirt, of tap water. Uh Uh-uh. They need filtered water. They need to live in a proper fish tank if you're going to keep them. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing you need to know. Not only can they get to be two feet long, but if you take care of them, they can live like 15 years, which I know is coming as a shock to every person listening (laughs) whose goldfish lived less than 15 days. Yeah, exactly. Except the ones you get at the fairs. We got Hampton one at a fair, and that goldfish lasted for, I think, two or three years. Two they or can. three years. They can. Yeah. So my, uh, my brother, his, I think it was my nephew, when he was little, won some goldfish. And he brought them home in a bag. And my brother had built, my brother loves to garden, and he had built like a little small pond in his backyard. And oh, he yeah. put a filter. 
he put a filter in it and he dumped these goldfish into it. And uh-huh. they were they were enormous. For like ten years, these monstrous really? giant goldfish lived in my brother's backyard in a pond. They had such Jersey. big in New Jersey. They had such they were so big that you'd stand over them and they had like human looking faces. It was unsettling <laughs> how gigantic <laughs> these things were. So yeah. that's the real deal on, on goldfish. That's Think about cool. that the next time you win one at the fair, right? Right. We'll post that up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. Oh, we have a little thrift store mystery in Fort Myers, Florida. A shopper was rummaging through the Halloween section of the thrift store. And the shopper happens to be an anthropologist. So when they picked up the skull decoration was sitting there on the shelf they did a double take because it was a real human skull that was for sale oh wow in the thrift store law enforcement was immediately called because there's a couple of things you're not allowed to do and one of them is traffic in human skulls right so here come here come the law dogs and according to the owner of the thrift store and this is where it gets Spooky, spooky, spooky. They bought an entire abandoned storage unit a few years ago Mm -hmm. and put the items that were in the storage unit in the thrift shop for sale. So why was there a human skull in an abandoned storage unit? Because a woman killed her husband, that's why. It's very interesting and very mysterious, isn't it? It police is. Police yeah. right now are saying, police are saying this, we don't have any evidence of foul play because we don't yet have any evidence. But there was a human skull in a storage unit that was abandoned, and then that skull went to the Halloween section of your local thrift store. Would there be any DNA left on a skull like that, I wonder? Probably it de- not. Well, if it would depend, I guess, if there was any, like, they'd have to maybe get into the bone and see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting this, if they could find out who that person was. Oh, but I imagine, the, you know, if it, the skull was around a long it's time. Not and maybe it was, it's, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. No, it's not impossible. Really? Uh-uh. Wouldn't that be interesting? Find out who that this, was. Especially if they can trace back the last person to rent that particular storage unit. So stay tuned because there may be more to the old human skull at the thrift store story. It's Bob and Sherry. It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast. I am really psyched because one of my favorite stand-up comics um, just broke uh, the barrier on late night TV. Taylor Tomlinson is taking over CBS Late Night. Um, It used to be called The Late Late Show with James Corden. Now they're going to call it After Midnight. Or no, I'm sorry, At Midnight. They're going to call it At Midnight with a little at symbol. Taylor Tomlinson is not only a woman breaking into the late night locker room, but she's 20 years younger at least than the youngest guy currently working in the game. We featured her a bunch of times on the show. We've had her as a guest in the studio And here is, um, if you're going, Taylor Tomlinson, I know I've heard that. Here's a clip. 
seriously so excited to be here right now because everybody I went to high school with is getting married and having kids on Facebook probably in real life too but who cares and and I'm not saying I don't want to get married I do I just know I'm not ready yet sometimes I think I'm ready I see the posts I feel the emptiness like I want to be married but then I eat bread and I feel so much better just needed some carbs, almost ruined my life. Like, that was a close one. You think you need to get married, just slam a sleeve of Ritz crackers first. Make sure that's not what you need. If that doesn't work, lie under some warm laundry for an hour. It feels like being loved unconditionally. I want to have kids too, but I'm afraid. Because as far as I can tell, you do not get to pick. You just, you just go to the hospital in pain. A few hours later, they're like, this is what came out of you. And you're like, really? And they're like, yeah, no tradesies. Uh, and they're not cute right away. Have you seen a newborn recently? It's disgusting. It's all, it's all purple and wrinkly. Like, congratulations, it's a raisin. Look at that. And then we all have to lie to new parents. Like, oh, he's really handsome. Oh, she's beautiful. I'm bad at it. I'm like, oh, that has potential. What's... What's that gonna be? A girl when the scales fall off? Who, who gave you a glue gun? What did you make? That needs like 40 more minutes up in there at least. What's her name? Salmonella? Whoa, that is, that yolk is running. <laughs> not ready, not ready. But I'm in my 20s. I shouldn't be making any permanent decisions, okay? Being in your 20s is like having a virus. You can't do anything. You just have to wait until you're better. And the whole time you're waiting, everybody's like, these are the best years of your life. These are the best years of your whole life. And I'm like, I just used a fast food napkin as toilet paper. <laughs> this gets worse. Everything feels like that in your 20s. Temporary, pointless, dating in your 20s is like watching Titanic, where you're just like, this isn't gonna work out, but let's just enjoy this first part where we're hooking up in cars and pretending he's not poor. <laughs> Put a jacket on anybody. Uh, I hung out with some girls my own age uh, last week, one of whom told me she's writing a memoir at 23. Yeah. I'm like, maybe start with a pamphlet. I don't know. Yeah, if you're writing a memoir in your 20s, you had better have been murdered. Like, unless you are murdered or you're that chick who got her arm bitten off by the shark and kept surfing, no memoir. You have to earn your autobiography. It's Taylor Tomlinson, and the uh, new late night show at midnight is going to be executive produced by Stephen Colbert, who... Um, really? Yeah, who was um, part of the search team for Finding the New Host. And she beat out a couple of other pretty high-profile um, stand-up comics for the gig. Ricky Velez was one of them. And I forget who the other couple of guys were. But it's interesting because she's only 29. And um, I think the next youngest host is 50. Like is that Alfred right? Kimmel, she's the she's got a lot of energy. A lot yeah. of energy yeah. And, yeah. and really she's good lines. Different flavor, different flavor. Yeah, if you want to I'll really do a, a deep dive on Taylor Tomlinson, um, she has a couple of Netflix specials. She's just really, she's just one of those people who is super 
naturally adept at joke writing and storytelling. Now, she doesn't mm -hmm. really have any what you would call TV, quote unquote, experience other than stand up specials. Um, but I think she's going to kill it. I really do. And if you if you go back, wasn't Joan Rivers like the one and, and yeah, only? Yes. And then right. Lily yes. Singh, YouTuber Lily Singh, had a hot moment where she took over after Adam Carolla, I think it was. And that's that's kind of been it, right? I Help me. Is there Has there been yeah. someone else? No. no. Yeah, Joan Rivers, I believe that was in the 80s, in the around the mid-80s when she did that. She she was the fill in for Johnny Carson when he was uh, reducing his amount of time on the air. She was she the go to like fill in. She she was going to be the one. She felt she like did. she was going to be the one, and she was pissed. And they picked she wasn't they, the one. She was furious. Uh, yeah. I, I saw this m movie on her life, and she was so disappointed. Um, but the powers that be back then were not going to have, frankly, a woman, that woman in uh, in that place, and they put in Jay Leno. So I think I think she's there's something about female comedians when we feature them on the show. I listen a little more closely. I don't know why. I just find them so interesting. The the one problem I have is so many are working so dirty right now. She's not, but so many work so dirty, and you just kind of want to say, eh, let's see what you got without that stuff. Well, for us, I mean, it's hard to feature. Yeah. There are some really funny stand-up sets out there, but by the time Max gets right. done bleeping it, <laughs> I think your alarm left. clock's going bumble. off. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. left. There's nothing left. Yeah. That's right. Congratulations to Taylor Tomlinson. You get it, girl. It's Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. A man checked into the Hotel President in Kansas City, Missouri on January 2nd, 1935. Days later, he was found in his hotel room, beaten and stabbed, blood all over the walls. Detectives embarked on solving the mystery of the terrible events in room 1046. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday everywhere you get your podcasts. Leave us a talk back. talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Somebody online put together a collection of once popular kitchen tools that we just don't see anymore. And a lot of them are these beautiful, beautiful stoves that are ceramic and I mean, just fantastic. But some of them were more simple. And there was one I saw that I never knew existed and I wanted. So the first one was from the 1950s, and these things were picked up at secondhand shops. It's a whisk, except it has a handle you grab like a suitcase, and then on the other side, it's got a crank. So you hold it with one, the left hand, and you just crank it with the right hand, and it it egg just beater. makes so much sense. Yeah, an egg beater. It's like it, it's like an egg beater. Yeah, exactly. The other one, uh, this person said, I found this at my parents' house. And it is called the wherever cookie gun trigger quick. Yes. And yes. it is a gun that you stuff uh, dough into it's silver. It's it's it almost looks like something out of James Bond. And it has all these different uh, things that you can attach to the front to make different shapes of cookies. And then, you know, you just fire it and out comes a cookie. My mother. Now, I don't had know if one. there's my mother. Your mother had, mother had one, had one yeah, too. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I. I would love to buy one of those. Can you imagine how much fun that would be with grandchildren to be able to shoot cookies? I mean, that is a fantastic thing. But this is the one that really got me. 
and this is the one I would like to have. I can't tell you how many times I go to the store and sometimes I write things down. Sometimes it's in my phone. If it's in my phone, you know, I have to type in the code every time, then it goes dark. I got to type it in again. It's just such a pain. Sometimes I write them down and sometimes I'm just going, I, I can remember that. And then I end up coming home and I forgot to get the coffee or whatever it is. This is the old time pocket grocery list. It is about the size, it's thin, but about the size of two packs of cigarettes, maybe. It's made out of brass. And on the, on the front of it, you see baby food, bacon, bread, butter, cake, ketchup, cereal, cheese, cocoa, cookies, coffee, cream, uh, onions, oil, noodles, spaghetti, salt, potatoes, vegetables, tea, sugar, and, and many, many more. And near, next to every one of those items, there's a little metal arrow, and you can pick it up and put it into a different position, telling you that you need mustard. So you just carry that in there with you, and you look down at all the arrows that are engaged, and you see what you need to buy. And when you're done, you clear it, and, and you put it in your pocket. Is that, is that not fantastic? <laughs> oh my god what's the what's the matter with it i think it's fantastic <laughs> it's got it poultry potatoes a little extra considering that it's replacing a piece of paper and a pen or the notes app in your phone like it just seems a little bit extra no, it's not. It's is always it, is there this is a metal, in your kitchen. Is this a, is this a metal thing you carry, though? Yeah, it's brass. It's real cool it's looking, brass. too. Yeah. And you, this, it, how long this is it? This looks like it's 100 it, years old. It, is it long? There's okay. It's, 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 uh, it's about an eighth of an inch thick and, again, about yeah. the size of two packs of cigarettes. So you side put it right in your pocket. Side by side or end to end? Side by side or end to end? You're jerking Cigarette. me around now, and I know you no, are. No, no, I'm not. Is it long or is it wide? No, is it long, long or is it wide? Long. long okay. Yeah, long. Right. You'll right. get this and you'll really like it. And after the third time using it, you won't anymore. And it'll become like a paperweight that? or a knickknack. Because if it was a really easy and good thing to use and handy, they'd still be selling them. I think. No, well, not necessarily. I'd it's like to have it's them. a... It's a, another object and an, and one more step in an already complicated life. I would not. It sounds really cool. It sounds like a fun thing to look at. I would never use it ever. Well, pocket, I will never bring up area. anything that I found on the Internet <laughs> again. I will never <laughs> bring pocket, it up. What, what I mean, pocket you, will you carry it in? Yeah, you might Your like it, but. Your oh, front yeah, pocket. I'm not. Mm, yeah. That's a castration mm. waiting to happen. So now I've got a, a big piece of brass, and I'm it's poking the big. arrow next to chicken. And then I'm unpoking yeah. the arrow when I get the chicken. Yeah, that's right. Say, oh, I got to get some chicken. There's the chicken. I'm going to put the arrow flat now, so I don't need any more chicken. But I got to get some coffee, because I don't want to have to come back. And this is helping me to remember. There's the coffee, and then the it's arrow goes flat again. You. When you sit down in the car, it's jabbing you. No, it's not. You, you put the flat end against your leg. I've already figured this out. This is a very good idea. I'd like to have this. 
But I will never bring up an, uh, an invention that I've found on the internet again to you people. That just sounds like heavy and cumbersome and irritating. I'm pushing my buggy through the grocery store, slamming at these arrows on next to vegetable. I don't Send know. Send me a picture of that, Bob. Yeah. Send me a picture of that. I want to see it. I'm, I'm Denied. interested. Denied. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, hey, Lamar. Bob. Hey, Lamar. <laughs> yes. Lamar, I've got a cinder block you can scratch the items into and just carry that around <laughs> if you'd like. Hang on, I'll, I'll get you a picture. Thank you. Put it right in the buggy. <laughs> I got a picture of something for all of you, I'm going to say. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. I wonder if you are a bad partner in a relationship by saying that you are kind of frees you in a way I think, to be whoever you are. I think it does. I like mean, Keith Richards, my hero Keith Richards, his famous quote is, you knew from the first, I'm the worst. Like, you're a really good boyfriend. Yeah. But you're a good husband, too. Yeah. I think I'm a good girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And? I don't think I'm such a great wife. Why do you think that is? You want, shall I be totally honest? Could she go back into the uh This isn't like comedy. Safety. I mean, seriously. I think I'm hard to be married to. Why do you say that? Because I'm very um, driven and I've been successful and I'm very goal-oriented and I am... Yeah, those are horrible qualities. I <clears throat> think they're hard to be... Because you're hard, a woman? Yeah. For a guy to relate to? I think it's tough. I'm just being honest. I think it's tough. You should have been I'm, a socialite. I think I'm really hard. Could have had everything you wanted if you were a socialite in Florida. Yeah. I think I'm a hard. I think I'm. And I'm a good wife in the like superficial ways, like the cooking and cleaning and taking care of kids and sick parents and all that kind of stuff. But I think and at a very fundamental level, I'm very difficult. Miranda's filling in for this week. Did you want to say something, dear? Yeah. Um, well, I'm a horrible girlfriend all the way around. <laughs> Why are you a horrible girlfriend? Well, uh, well, for one, I don't cook. Um, and I've been told that uh, I'm too independent. And there's, there's I've no that room too. for a man. Um, I don't like people telling my kids what to do unless it's me. Uh, I want you to listen to me when I, when I say stuff to you. Um, I want you to do what I say when I say stuff to you. That's a little, I mean, that's a little more challenging. You know, people don't always <laughs> want to do what you tell them exactly. to do. Then that's the problem. You might have been a fabulous drill sergeant, though. <laughs> right. you, might have have you need a dog, <laughs> not not a guy. You know. Yeah, that's, that's um, why it, uh, it never works. And I and, mean, everything though is in degree. If you say, "I want you to do what I say," if it's, "I want you to come to dinner on time because I've worked well," you don't. I'm sorry, you don't cook. I don't cook. Yeah. I want I want you to uh, pick me up after work. That's one thing. But if it's uh I want you to go sit outside so I don't have to look at your face. <laughs> well, no, she would never know? do that. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, it's uh, it's more like, um, stop calling me. Don't talk to me. I don't feel like talking right now. Leave me alone. And then, but why? What's the matter? Well, I don't want to talk to you about it right now. I just want to be left alone. Miranda has like three jobs and two kids. You know, she doesn't have a lot of room for... Foolishness. She doesn't have a lot of... You know, it. I think one of the things that makes me difficult is the same thing that makes you difficult, and that is 
I understand that you need my attention. Right. It's just there are only but the 24 hours in the day, and I got to sleep at least four or five of them. <laughs> and it's hard to be as attentive when you, you have- You sound like all men are, are needy. I don't think no, that's I don't the case at all. I don't think I'm implying that. I'm just saying that everybody has needs. Everybody needs something. And when you have, like Miranda does, three jobs, family responsibilities, and two kids- it can be hard for her to put you first. Are you saying there are no men out there that are okay with the idea that they have a successful, driven spouse and she doesn't want a lot of attention? You know, just I'm be sure around men, here and there. There's got to be a lot of guys like that. Sure That's got to be a dream for some men. Yeah, I never suggested otherwise. They feel like they're not needed if she's successful. That's the truth, right? For a lot of men, well, and you then think there's, that's the case? There's an idea that, you know, there's this idea in society that you're supposed to be more successful than your mate if you're a man. That you're supposed to have, like, whatever your woman has, you should have that much more. And you always say that you'd be great with it, but you've never had to test that. So no, you I was, don't really I know. know. I don't really know. You don't know. really know, Bob. That's true. It's very easy to sit there and say it, but you love being the man. You love being the man who makes the the dreams come true. You love being the big daddy, and you may not feel as good about having that eclipsed as you think you would. If you'd buy me, like, a nice boat so I could have something to do during the day, um, to putter around my marina, that would be fine. I think I could get used to that. A you nice s- A nice boat and a decent car. You say that, but then the first time your buddies start going, oh, hey... Hey, I see she gave you a toy. You're going to start feeling it. I'm telling you. You've been socialized. I just, I just say, yeah, and I get to sleep with her. You've been socialized a certain way, and it's just difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I've often thought about that. I don't know why. Cause, it's know, never going to happen. It's not going to happen for me, my, although, thank God, my wife you know, is a successful business person. You love part of what makes you you is... And, and why you had many successful years as the mayor of Christmas Village before that dirty campaign ousted you. Um, because you love being the guy who listens to what the wish is and then to make the wish come true. Yeah. And part of that requires um, success and control. Mm-hmm. Unless I have a joint checking account, then I just go get whatever it is. You say that, but I don't. Yeah, do you see it, right. Max? All right. Nope. YourMeowMart.com, a brand new online store featuring cat-themed merchandise for you or the cat lover in your world. Shirts, sweatshirts, phone holders, coffee mugs, and one-of-a-kind custom items. New items are being added every day. Every day. YourMeowMart.com. Check out the store. YourMeowMart.com. That's YourMeowMart.com. The Bob and Sherry website, the oddcast, contest info, bobandsherry.com. So I read this article online about an ancient Japanese beauty secret that will make your skin look younger and could even heal like blemishes and some stuff. And guess what? Um, It's a double win for you because you can make dinner and have something for dinner and then use the byproduct for your beauty secret. It's rice water. So the next time you cook rice, save the water. Don't throw it away. Here's what Dr. Maminia says. You've got to rinse your rice two or three times to get rid of any impurities before you cook it. Then you want to store the rice water in the fridge and use it up. And if you don't, you know, using it on your face, get rid of it after a few days. Now, unfortunately, Um, Rice water can sometimes contain contain 
small trace amounts of arsenic. So um, you're going to want to really, really be sure that you get that rice rinsed well so that you're not putting arsenic water on your face, which would also have the effect of freezing you in time, just not in the way you would like for your optimal <laughs> beauty. So let me Think get this straight. That. You were making fun of my bringing up a brass grocery list, and now you're encouraging us to put rice water with arsenic on our face. Well, Dr. Mamina is, is. She's a, a board-certified right? dermatologist. Oh, yeah. But, uh, hey, why don't okay. you pick up that, that um, pocket-sized brass grocery list and point the arrow to yes that you need rice so that you can wash your face with rice water. Yeah, with arsenic. That's exactly what I need to do. Thank you. Trace. Trace yeah. amounts. Some rice. Yeah. Trace oh, amounts okay. of arsenic. And, okay. and Dr. Mamina says, you know, you might want to go ahead and use basmati rice or jasmine rice or an organic rice to be extra safe but still you gotta rinse it because bob people don't realize arsenic is a naturally occurring substance you should be you should be worried about eating it as much as putting it on your face rinse your rice and then pat that water right onto your face it's bob and sherry thank you so much for listening to the bob and sherry podcast the Oddcast, and talking lamar we would love it if you would subscribe rate and review and maybe share it with a friend on facebook instagram wherever you go and thank you again so much for listening tis the month of saint patty's day and here's a random related fact did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are one in ten thousand i'd say that's pretty difficult fortunately if you're a business owner or hiring manager you don't need luck to find top talent for your team you need zip recruiter and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash bob you don't need a leprechaun when zip recruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent as soon as you post your job zip recruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.